Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 217 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's the Teoscar Hernandez edition episode. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, uh, there are waves in the wave pool. There are waves in the wave pool. A trade has been made. This slid across our desks yesterday. Yep. Teoscar Hernandez uh, has been traded to the Seattle the Mariners. On. It's warming up. If the stove is getting warm. There are waves in the wave pool. Uh, what other uh, metaphors there are? It's time to break them out. The Jays are active. They're doing stuff. They're making changes to this roster, and it's an exciting time. We will grieve over uh, the trade, but we will also talk about all the things that are great about it. We're back. Uh, if you like what we do, the Twitter is at BFMD Podcast. Go ahead and DM or tweet us your questions, whatever tickles your fancy. Uh, we're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, whatever, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, website, bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks for listening to the episode. We're going to get right into it. It's going to be a quickie. Uh, a quick one, probably. A quickie for us is what? 40 minutes? Yeah, we'll, do, we'll, we'll end up it'll be an hour and a half by the time we're done talking. It's, yeah, six and a half hour breakdown. It's a quick one, yeah. <laughs> no, but it will be a quick one today. Yes. Justin, take the wheel. Yeah, uh, a couple Let's housekeeping items before we get into it, into the trade, just to highlight quickly. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the uh, American and National League Cy Young Awards were awarded. Um, Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara both won their respective leagues unanimously, both gaining 30 first place votes in no surprise to anybody. Uh, kind of a tale of two pitchers. Alcantara is kind of up and coming. He threw 225 innings in the regular season for the Marlins this year. Jeez. Absolutely unreal. And I think he had like, like he had like seven or eight complete games. Something crazy. I have him in my dynasty team. Love that guy. Wish Marlins had a better offense and a better bullpen. Um, Verlander in a year where he came back from Tommy John, uh, he threw 175 innings. He did miss like about a month with an injury towards the end of the season, obviously helped the Astros win a world series uh, and he's going to be turning 40 soon. So pretty crazy. It was his third Cy Young award. Um, yeah. And Alec Manoa finished third in American league voting. He was just behind, uh, geez, I can't remember who he's behind, but he finished just ahead of Shohei. Freed. Uh, he was behind Freed or Fried. I don't know Freed's how to pronounce it. in the it. National League, Patrick. What am I? Well, what was I looking at earlier I, then? I, not the American League one, that's for sure. AL Cy Young <laughs> voting. Google machine. Tell me. Was it? Uh, I, I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up now. Why did I the, think Freed? Dylan, oh, because he was second. Dylan right. Seats, right? Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm Chicago White Sox. These days. Yeah, he was second. Yeah. Uh, Manoa was, pretty, was third. Uh, he was trailed very closely. Uh, by Shohei Otani, Showtime. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty close between uh, Cease, Manoa, and, and Shohei. Uh, like 15 points separating the three of them. Uh, they all got some second place votes. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it was obviously an insane Somebody, season for Manoa. One person vote, uh, uh, voted Garrett Cole for fifth. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Kevin oh, Gosman right. got a 10th place uh, vote, so he's finished in the top 10. <laughs> Oh, probably right. should have been higher if uh, the Blue Jays could have scored more runs for him, but it is what it is. Voters, Verlander, yeah, Max Fried was he didn't deserve to win, but yeah, yeah Max Fried was second, second in the uh, National League, yeah, yeah, followed by Julio uh, Urias in uh, Los Angeles, yeah, and then Aaron Nola, and then Zach Gallen, and then Carlos Rodon, 
free agent Luis Carlos Rodon. Free agent yeah. Corbin Burns, you Darvish. Edwin Diaz got six points as a reliever. Good for him. Yeah, he love to see that. Represent bullpen lives Second matter. place vote and the fifth place vote. They were probably New Yorkers. Probably. All right, uh, all right. Well, whatever. <laughs> Anywho. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, no surprises on, on those winners, and no one can argue those two guys deserve to win. Uh, roster moves. Tuesday, it's now Thursday, was the deadline for the for teams to make any additions to their 40-man roster from their minor leaguers. Um, anyone who is left off the 40-man roster and has exceeded their minor league free agency requirements is now eligible <coughs> for the Rule 5 draft, which will take place, I believe, in December this year. That's when it usually is. The lockout last year made the draft uh, the Rule 5 draft cancel, but no longer. The Blue Jays added Addison Barger, who plays infield, uh, Spencer Horowitz, who plays both first and outfield, and then Orelvis Martinez, along with right-handed pitcher Yosver Zudueta. They were added to the 40-man roster. To make room, the Blue Jays only had one spot open, and they added four guys. They released uh, left-handed pitcher Foster Griffin, who they had picked up uh, towards the end of the last season. He made a couple appearances. Nothing to write home about. Nothing lost there. They also designated for assignment uh, the Zim Zam, Bradley Zimmer, uh, <laughs> his second time being DFA by the Blue Jays. And Rymel Tapia was DFA as well. He, of course, he played all season with the Blue Jays and was acquired for Randall Grichuk during spring training. A um, little surprised by Tapia, but at the same time not. He was due for a little raise in arbitration, and this allows the Blue Jays to save on that contract while adding four guys to their roster who are young and who they feel will make a big league impact in the next year or so. Any thoughts on the four guys added to the roster, Patrick? Any surprises in the DFAs? Hmm. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I, I'm happy to see Aurelvis Martinez. Yeah. Uh, happy to see uh, Yazur Zulueta. I'm very surprised that Adrian Hernandez is not on the 40-man. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. That's very strange. Very strange. Um, not sure I understand, but... Uh, they must be very confident that no one will pick him up. Yeah. For those unfamiliar with Adrian Hernandez, he pitched with the Bisons. He pitched at three levels this past season, but finished in Buffalo. He's very young. He's only 20, and he throws a screwball. He's a relief pitcher um, who can strike guys out. And, of course, the Blue Jays need that. But, yeah, like Patrick said, they must feel confident that other teams won't take a chance on a guy who's only pitched, like, 35 innings in AAA and at 20 years old. Um, of course, we saw um, Elvis Luciano a few years ago. The Jays picked him up. He's no longer in the system. He's actually released. Um, but, yeah, there there is, there is teams who do pick up young pitchers and – will keep them on their roster all season. But I don't know. It's it's always risky with a player this young and with not much experience. We did the Hail Mary with, uh, with uh, what's his name there? Oh, my God. Joe Biagini? The young El- Elvis Luciano. Yeah. Elvis Luciano. <laughs> Joe Biagini was also a Rule 5 pickup. Right? Yeah, but that the one worked that out for was, us. The season that he the was uh, Elvis Jordan, Luciano Jordan Romano was twice a Rule Five uh, selection by other teams and was returned to the Blue Jays. So that's yeah. Luciano about. actually pitched in uh, New Hampshire uh, this year. Yeah, his ERA was twenty one. Yeah, it was great. He pitched three innings. 
I don't know what's going on with him. He's still only he's not he's only going to be 23 next year, but he has been he has pitched in the bigs. He's pitched in the winter leagues. He's pitched in double A. He's pitched in rookie ball. Uh, I don't know what to say. Like I I don't know what's going to happen. It's not with worth him. talking about him. He's a minor leaguer for the Jays, right? I don't think he's signed by the Jays. He's signed by the minor league team, something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I think he actually got released mid-season. I don't think he's actually under contract with anybody, if I'm mistaken. I remember he, seeing he was released. Oh, good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. We're, we're not here to talk about him today. It's, it's no, we're not. Time. But it was just a parallel. <laughs> uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. It is high risk, but we'll see what happens with Hernandez. I personally. I, I'm surprised Tapia was was DFA'd because I, I somebody would would be interested in him, right? Yeah, I mean, if somebody does claim him off of waivers, uh, the, the teams will then engage in a trade. Uh, to so they did they already try trading him, and they just nobody was willing to. Most likely, I mean, DFA is usually the last ditch mm. effort. Um, but yeah, it's it's like he's OPS like he plus of ninety one. This yeah, year he, for Tapia is your point. He's a very forward. mid player. He's basically average. So, uh, z- uh, six point or sorry, six decimal six seven two OPS. So, yeah, he was worth zero point three WAR. So basically, the definition of a an average player. <laughs> pretty much, uh, he still has two years of arbitration. So you do get two years of team control with them. It's just he is he. he at the very best, before we traded Tasker Hernandez, he was our fourth outfielder. Yeah, he he actually has one year of of. Uh, so is he a free agent twenty twenty four? All right, because yeah, this year's over. Never yeah, mind. This year's over. Yeah, so he had four hundred and eleven at bats last year. Yeah, with, he, he played uh, almost. He played the full hits. season. Like he was, Jays, yeah. He was productive. Fifty two RBIs is pretty significant, including that very memorable uh, grand slam. Yeah, inside the Parker. In, uh, inside the Parker, yeah, a very uh, little leaguer. Yeah, uh, he had eight <laughs> stolen bases. So, like he's got some utility. He'd be great on a team like Colorado, where he came from. Maybe they'll end up picking him up. That'd be kind of funny. Um, but also he's probably going to command like a healthy amount of money. Not a lot, but like, uh, this year he was three point nine million, and and I don't know if he we got three point nine million worth of production out of him this year. So it kind of makes sense. Maybe we'll get something in return trading for him. But, there, you know, there's probably lots of teams that could use a uh, a utility outfielder like Tapia that can kind of fill the lineup. But I, I think this kind of, in a way, is uh, the equivalent of the Jays saying, okay, we're not going with replacement-level players anymore. We want... We want to push our chips in a little bit more aggressively, and Tapia is not ended up not being the answer. He ended up not being what they had hoped, or maybe he didn't exceed expectations. Whatever it is, it's just sad to see him go. Uh, it'll be sad, probably more so, to see Bradley Zimmer go. I've never seen a player uh, so astonishingly good at the plate. Um, let's take a look at Bradley Zimmer's stats just for one last time. There's no point. I don't want to do it. No, while well, we're doing it. Uh, he hit 124 last year uh, with five runs batted in on two home runs and three stolen bases. His uh, OBP was 207, and his OPS was 435 for an OPS plus of 25. Wow. Tough year. 
Tough year for the Zimzam. Very good year for him. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I feel bad. I, I don't. I, I like Bradley Zimmer. I don't. I always like seeing him in and around the team, I you don't. know, goofing around. No. All right, fine, whatever. Let's move on then. No, bad players should not be kept around the major leagues. Just saying, they don't. There's guys. I who didn't say that. More. I know you didn't, but it's like I don't feel bad for him at all. He played poorly, and this is what he got for it. So, you know uh, what? Uh, it's also worth saying. I'm not going to say anything about Zimmer himself, other than the fact that he has a contract, and it's 1.3 million off the books. Yeah. Again, so again, some very shrewd cost-saving measures. I think it's worth sort of exploring the implications of that as well in the big deal. But uh, Justin, break it down for us. Who went where and what are we getting? For sure. So the Blue Jays yesterday on Wednesday traded outfielder Teoscar Hernandez to the Seattle Mariners, whom everybody loves right now, um, for right-handed pitchers Eric Swanson and left-handed pitcher Adam Mako in return. Swanson is a relief pitcher, and Mako is currently in the minor leagues with the Mariners team. Um, I'll talk about him in a second. But obviously, trading Teoscar Hernandez is it's, it's it was tough. A lot of people people were understandably disappointed that a guy who's been with the team since 2017 was traded after five relatively productive seasons, including two Silver Sluggers. And obviously was a big part of the Blue Jays' small playoff run in 2020. And again, this season, he had those two home runs in game two of the wild card that ultimately turned out not to matter, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's it was an interesting deal because obviously uh, Teoscar comes off the books. <coughs> Him and Tapia combined were projected to make around $20 million this year. So that by releasing Tapia and trading Hernandez... Uh, that does allow the Jays to hopefully reallocate that money to free agent pitching and outfielding now. Um, it shores up the bullpen big time, Patrick. We'll, we'll talk about Swanson's baseball savant page. And if you haven't looked at it already, it's very beautiful in a moment. But it's definitely, uh, it was it was a way to add to the bullpen without having to give out an exorbitant amount of money that these relievers have been getting. Like Eben Diaz got over $100 million from the Mets. The relief pitching micro is very competitive in free agency, and the Jays probably felt that doing a trade like this was probably their best route to upgrading the bullpen, and I frankly agree. Yeah, I, I look, it's sad to, to see Taras Hernandez go, but I, I think I read somewhere that there was he was very uncomfortable with his position on the team, knowing that he wasn't going to get a long-term deal. Uh, I don't know when he learned he wasn't having a long-term deal or when he would have declared that he was uncomfortable. It's disappointing to hear. At the same time, I get it. Uh, he had a couple of great seasons for us. Uh, he's been a mainstay on this team for several years. Uh, had a bit of a down year last year, but we're selling quite high on him. Uh, and we'll get into that in a minute. It's just, it's just kind of sad. There's only one player left on this team that played with Jose Batista. Tim Meza. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I guess that's, that's just the way it goes, right? That's you know, it's been six seasons. Yeah, and I mean, it's been three years of this team either making the playoffs and losing in two games or missing it. So I mean, sooner or later, you you have to change something in your in your core of players. Obviously, mm -hmm. they've brought in Gosman, they've brought in Springer, um, and sooner or later, if if the team isn't winning, you've got to change something. I wish the Maple Leafs would do the same, but they won't. 
we're not here to talk about that either but uh you have to try something different and change the formula a little bit obviously teoscar is a great dugout guy the guys all seem to love him but the reality is he had one year left of of uh, control by the team before he would hit free agency after next season and it's unlikely the jays were going to offer him probably a deal that he would be looking for if he were to have another solid season so I said it before we got on the mics. I feel like, yeah, fans fans are sad now and maybe mad too, and which is fair. But I think those same people would also be mad if the team were to not win the World Series in 2023 and not trade Teoscar Hernandez and, and they would get nothing for him if he walks in free agency. I think those same people would be, well, why didn't we trade him last offseason when we could have? So it's it's just a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, and I think the Jays made the right call. By trading Can him. I be honest with you? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't know if I said this in previous episodes. I don't. I just think like if the time was going to be like if the thought was to sign Tasker Hernandez to a long term deal, it would have happened yeah. to lock him up. It would have happened two seasons ago. I agree with and you. And it 100%. didn't. Immediately yeah. after the Silver Slugger, when they knew what they had for sure with him, they would have done it then. But obviously, they got to sign Kirk to a long-term deal. They got to sign Vladdy to a long-term deal. They got to sign Bo for a long-term deal. They got to sign Alec Manoa to a long-term deal. There's a lot of players on this team, that core superstars that we have, that are going to be multi-time all-stars, multi-time silver sluggers. Yeah. You you got at some point you got to make a decision. Are you going to invest in who's you know legendary for you now, or who's going to be legendary for you? Well, I guess they're all legendary now, but. That's the thing is, I guess they looked at it. Could we live without Tasker Hernandez? Can we yeah, live without yes. one of <laughs> Bo Bichette, Vladdy, Kirk, Manoa? You can't afford them all. Like, you, you gotta, those four you can afford, but like Tasker Hernandez would eat into the, you know, the money that they would need to in, invest in signing one of those other guys to a long term deal. I get the sense that every opportunity that the Jays have, they're going to wait till the, the 11th hour for a long-term deal. I wish that wasn't the case, but it makes sense from a financial perspective for them to wait because the longer they wait, the more money they can spend now on talent to surround them with to give them uh, a better chance of winning it all. Yeah. And then the reward for winning it all will be the extensions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or I mean, <laughs> something I just thought of. If if they win it all, say they win it all in the next three years before they've got to extend Bo and Vladdy and Manoa, they don't have to extend them anymore if they don't want to because they, they won, right? It's like, it's a weird thing to think about. It's like, what if the Blue Jays win the World Series in the next three years? Then the value of those guys is going to go up even further. But because they won... It's it won't be as heartbreaking if those guys aren't Blue Jays forever because they they won. It's that's like Kawhi coming to the Raptors, right? They had him for one year, they won the championship. He walked away and got a big contract, and nobody was terribly sad about it. Nothing but love, yeah. Nothing he walked love. away at the absolute height of of the love in exactly. Love and test. I feel like if the Blue Jays were to win once or twice in the next five years, that they have most of this core together it'll be it, it could be a similar situation but i, I don't think it's going to happen that they're that those guys are all going to walk it's just a thought that i had in my brain um, i think you're right i would add to that too i would go so far as to say the only one i think who absolutely no question in my mind is going to get a long-term deal is vladdy 
I agree with that too. Yeah, for sure. I do think the others will get long-term deals, but I think the number one, like absolutely is going to be a J for life is Vladdy. He, he wants it. He's already expressed the fact that he wants it. Not to say the others haven't or don't want that. It's Vladdy's just just been more public about it. (laughs) Vladdy is very public about it. And at the same time, uh, I think he has a certain affinity for Canada and also knowing that he is the biggest baseball star in the country. Yeah, it also No matter helps. how many home runs Aaron Judge hits, he's still, <laughs> Vladdy is still number one in our hearts and minds. Yeah, it also so. helps, in my opinion, that obviously Vladdy was signed at 16, right? He's an international free agent. So he's been a Blue Jay even longer than, like a couple of years longer than Bo Bichette has. Like Vladdy's been a Blue Jay for... His, his whole adult life that the guy is 23 now he's already been a blue jay for seven years in the system right so i that's mean that's crazy yeah he's had three and a half or actually four seasons we'll, we'll call it three and a half because 2020 doesn't really count as a full season but he's had <clears> three and a half years of, of major league baseball but he's been a blue jay for twice as long so um yeah that's that's probably another part of it a quarter of his life have been spent as a blue jay more than that even but yeah um back to the teoscar trade Coming back in return, we'll talk about Eric Swanson first as he is the main piece of this trade. He's 29 years old, Patrick. Uh, He was drafted back in 2014 in round eight by the Texas Rangers. Um, He does have another three seasons of team control. He's not free agent until after the uh, 2025 season. So he'll still have 2023, 24, and 25 as team control, which is phenomenal. This past season, he was marvelous for Seattle. He pitched in 57 games. He pitched to an ERA of 168, which was good for a 272 xFIP. The big reason that his xFIP is higher than his uh, ERA is because he does not allow home runs, or didn't this year, and xFIP factors in a league average home run rate. His home run per fly ball was only uh, 5.2%. It was good for 0.5 home runs per nine innings. He walks 1.68 batters per nine and strikes out close to 12. So this is the kind of guy that you bring in for the back end of your bullpen um, to give John Schneider another setup option with Jimmy Garcia, or Jimmy Garcia, excuse me, and Anthony Bass as well, and Tim Mays that can be thrown in that conversation. So it just really gives you a lot more options and a guy who you can count on to get the heart of the order out of the opposing team. Yep, so here we go. Let's get right into it. Immediately, Eric Swanson joining this team adds a huge amount of depth to the yep. bullpen, gives us another option. He is lethal. He is lethal with the fastball. Uh, he's got the split, too. I mean, I'm I'm so happy. The return to me is like, it's, it's great. It's exactly what we needed. Uh, I understand like it's going to be, it might be a challenge to replace Teoscar Hernandez's production, but every year for the last three years, this team gets battered uh, because it has, you know, it doesn't have a swing and miss guy in the bullpen. And now it does. So we actually, we've got more, we've got to give credit to the guys who are here now already well bringing Uh, in bass was huge too um yeah if you look at it pre-trade deadline there was no bass uh no no eric swanson obviously no zach pop uh and uh who else were we missing there was somebody else we brought in to mid-season 
Uh, it's evading me right now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Um, but the the post uh, trade deadline uh, bullpen is so much stronger. We're not leaning on butters for innings. <laughs> We're not leaning on Julian Merriweather. We're not leaning on uh, Yusei Kikuchi. Yeah. And uh, now this all but kind of confirms to me that the Jays are, are very aware of the the problems that they've had in the past couple of years, what, what their limitations are in the bullpen. And this guy is everything that we needed and more. It sucks to see Teoscar Hernandez go, but he was also, you know, he's going to be 30. This is his, his probably going to be his only long-term, like, big money deal after next year. Good for him. Let him yep. chase the paper. Yeah, that's totally fine. Fun uh, trivia question. Without looking, Patrick, who mm-hmm. had the most strikeouts in the Blue Jay bullpen last year? <laughs> that's a really good question. It's Jimmy Garcia, isn't it? Nope. He was actually wow. not even in the top three. Uh, the person with the most strikeouts in the Blue Jay bullpen had 82, Trevor Richards. Wow. Right, Romano that is and... a, that's it's not a surprise <laughs> but at the same time he was kind of a, a one true or three true outcome guy yeah <laughs> he got he got he got rocked a lot yeah, i don't he think did. he'll be a part of the bullpen in the um, future romano and bass both had 73 for the year um swanson had 70 with seattle he was, he was, he was also with the blue jays uh jimmy garcia only had 58 uh strikeouts last year um hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was him. And he I'd love to see what their case per nine numbers are. Yeah, Jimmy pitched only three less innings than Romano and had 15 less strikeouts. So it still wouldn't be enough to be the same strikeouts per nine. Um, mm. Richards would, again, have really the best case per nine uh, by look, just looking at the numbers. So, But still, this yeah. uh, Eric Swanson <laughs> getting slotted in, it bumps everybody uh, down one yeah. because obviously he's going to be the guy for the eighth. Yeah, he'll, him and Jimmy will probably, and then even Bass, like all three of those guys are capable of saving games. Then you got Simber and Meza. And then Zach Pop as your and Trevor Richards and Zach Pop are the other two right now in, in eight men. I, I really don't so. think I think you got to get off this Trevor Richards. Yeah, I'm just saying those are the guys it? that are on the on the roster right now. If the season were to start today, that's your bullpen. Um, that you know what? It's, it, it's a big improvement over cringe, last though. year's bullpen. <laughs> what makes me cringe is right now the swing man by. It's probably going to be Mitch White. Yeah, no yeah. chance he's our fifth starter. No chance. If yeah, he's our fifth it's... starter, we're going to lose 83 games. Yeah, right now the it's rotation like... is Manoa, Gosman, Barrios, Kikuchi, and White. The no. book is still out on Kikuchi. We, I, I'm, I'm willing to give him another chance. I think I, I've said it before. I think a full spring training is going to help him. Uh, but we won't. We're not here to talk about him either today. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah, Swanson's savant page, Patrick. Every everything is red. There is there are no blueberries. It's basically the the opposite of Jose Barrios's savant page. Um, this dude is 96 percentile in K percentage and 89th in walks. So I mean, he doesn't give up base runners, which when you have a relief pitcher, that's exactly what you want. You want them to come in and in on a clean and in a clean slate and not give up base runners, and you want them to be able to pitch out of jams. This is the guy who you'd bring in to do that. So uh, pretty excited to see exactly. Uh, what he'll do um his fastball tops out yeah 96 averages just below 95 94 and a bit uh his splitter which kind of classified as is actually as a change up it it works in the mid 80s similar to gosman's 
and then his slider is also mid eighties. So very similar. Think Kevin Gosman for pitch mix, uh, except uh, where Gosman throws more splitters, Swanson is going to throw more four seamers. Um, I was talking to Patrick before the episode two, and I said, "Yeah, you bring in a guy like Swanson who throws a splitter, and you put him in a room with Gosman who has the best splitter in baseball, and magic could happen there." So hopefully those guys get together sometime in the spring. Yeah, the cream rises to the top, and uh, I, I think this is going to go a long way to sort of complement the rest of the bullpen and complements uh, at least a couple of our starters. Yeah, definitely. This is a yeah. huge boost, and it's not. Uh, it's not just you know, we are losing offense. Uh, we will end up having to sign an outfielder, who or trade, uh, <laughs> or trade. I, I don't know how we pull off a trade though with such a an empty prospect. Well, not empty, but they'll like be trading a, a catcher. I'm still pretty set on that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that some other time. I don't have the emotional energy to talk about losing another <laughs> regular. So, uh, if they trade Moreno, it's not a regular. But I know what you're saying. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about Adam Mako. Yeah. he's kind of the the wild card in all of this. This he's, guy's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a part of the deal. Yeah, born in Slovakia. Played high school baseball in Vauxhall, Alberta. Yeah. Or is it Vauxhall? I'm not even sure. But he grew up, he actually, yeah, grew up in Canada, which is kind of cool. He pitched in a couple of uh, Toronto Blue Jay Futures games as a high schooler. So he actually got to pitch. He's already pitched at Rogers Center um, Sweet. In, those, in those games. Yeah, Baseball Canada had tweeted that out after the trade was official. So that's pretty cool. It's kind of, uh, it's neat. A Slovakian born baseball player who grew up in canada of all places and yeah it's do you think interesting one <laughs> i mean what what's great about him too is he has a very unique name and i could already see it now uh the headlines uh in the toronto sun wacko for Mako. Yeah, i was thinking the same thing as you were saying i was like oh i i see where this is going and i don't know if i'm excited for that or not but yeah he if you look at his his stats in uh the minor leagues there's not really a lot we can talk about high now strikeouts <laughs> But yeah, the well, are a little high too. Hang on, let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, didn't get anything in 2020. Obviously, there was no mm-hmm. minor league season, so he's been floating around in a ball for a couple years. But uh, as Justin alluded to, he's got very high strikeout numbers. The walk rate is not ideal, but again, he is a 21-year-old kid. Uh, will yeah. be 22 going into next year. Lots of time to figure it out. Um, ground ball pitcher oh well i guess maybe he is yeah. maybe he's not yeah, gave up a lot of tacos last year a lot of uh a lot of home runs the his home run to fly ball rate's not good no I, I, well i guess it's slightly above average it's just barely above average yeah i don't like it anyway his xfip <laughs> is 3.21 his fip is 3.77 so like there's there's something potential here he could end up being somebody uh really interesting uh so far he's only really been a starter mm-hmm. uh in the uh the new revamped minor leagues for uh, seattle in a a ball he started nine games in 2021 2022 he started just eight yeah um he's pitching in the fall league in arizona is he yeah um not very well i'll add he's appeared in seven games he started only one of those uh, but he has pitched 13 and a third innings. He's walked 13 and struck out 14. So only yeah. given up one home run, though, but he's giving up a lot of base runners. So, yeah, I just found that out in a baseball reference. I was just 
checking different stats and yeah, he's there. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, that's good. The more experience he can get, the more he can work on things. That's pretty much just how it goes for a pitcher. I mean, he didn't go to college, so unless he was like a, he went when he was like 14 or something because uh, he's been in the minors uh, since he was 18 years old. Uh, he's still got a pretty long runway as oh, far as and he's gaining experience we love goes. That, Patrick, we love lefties. That's right, we do. Uh, future value projected at 40 plus. That doesn't really mean a lot right now. Let's see what the reevaluations might bring. I, I mean, Fangraphs typically does reevaluate prospects, don't they? They do. Yeah, he was eighth ranked in Seattle's system. Um, I think I, I read, I saw a tweet on Twitter. No wonder I saw a tweet. I know where else I see a tweet, but, uh, somebody was saying that pipeline was about to re re to move him up to, I think 12th in the Mariners organization. I'm not sure where he was before, but I, I do remember seeing something like that where he was going to move up to just outside their top 10. So it's a throw in piece, but apparently Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro have wanted this guy in the draft a few years ago and have according to Seattle's front office asked about him like almost a dozen times or something in, oh, in the past. So it seems like the guy that the Jays front office really has wanted, which is interesting. Yeah. He's fastball slider curveball. I like the combo. What's very interesting to me too, is uh, looking at the fan graphs, uh, his fastball great future grade 55 slider future grade 55. That's pretty solid. Uh, 60 future grade curveball uh, command is an issue. Um, future value for command is 45. So let's see what he could do the next couple of years. I imagine that he'll start next year in high A with Vancouver. Yeah, that'd be fine. And maybe potentially see a promotion later in the year over to New Hampshire, the Fisher Cats. Go Cats. Um, yeah. Are you are you going to be, quote, wacko for Mako? I are hope you so. in on this? I hope he makes uh, me go wacko for Mako. Yeah, he's Rule 5 eligible next year. Yeah, so he's, he's got a year to, to prove it, it right? <laughs> he's got a year to prove it, and either he'll be on the 40-man or he won't come November next year. But um, overall, I think I've seen a bunch of different quantitative measures of the value on this trade, and the Jays have come out ahead. Uh, it seems like most really uh, deep in the trenches stat heads are saying it, it's a Seattle overpay. My heart, though, my heart just says it's uh, it's a sad time for the Jays. Yeah, no, uh, is what it is. But uh, obviously, there's still four months to go until opening day. A lot of time for free agent moves and trades. And yeah, the team's obviously not done because they're not going to go into, uh, hopefully not go into the 2023 season with a, uh, only like three starting pitchers who can give you consistent things. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be ideal. Any final thoughts on this before we wrap up this show? No, I mean, it's uh, emotional, but uh, at the same time, I think this signals that the, uh, you know, they see what we see. They want what we want. They expect what we expect, which is this team has to start winning playoff games. I think if, Charlie had not been fired and we got the same results here where we lose two playoff games in a row. He definitely would have been fired then. So it's inevitable that change was going to come to the organization after getting bounced 
quite unceremoniously in the playoffs by the Mariners. Um, we'll see what free agency brings. I do think uh, there is enough chatter out there to justify us bring up Brandon Nimmo as a possible or Nemo. Everyone else has. <laughs> Everyone else has. We're going to say it anyway. He seems to be somebody that's on the Blue Jays' radar. I'm sure they'll kick the tires on uh, Aaron Judge as well, as everyone will. doesn't make sense not to. But um, I don't know. I, think, I, I, I like the possibilities now with this extra uh, 20-something million being available to play with. Um, I was, there's another, there was something on the Toronto Blue Jays subreddit I thought was really interesting. There was a breakdown of the, uh, projected roster, uh, against the cap. Yeah. There's not or, much room. Or like there. the internal cap, I guess you could say. Yeah. The spending budget. It's, there's been, there's a, it's a little bit of a heated thread, uh, but, um. Oh, I didn't read the comments. I was afraid. Yeah. I wouldn't, don't, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Um, I've seen the rumors too, that the Jays might be in on Cody Bellinger. I really don't think that's going to happen. Uh, here it is the Blue Jays payroll update. So the way that everything projects out, it was like 199 uh, or something million real spending is 196 million CBT value, 203 million. Uh, and then additional projected cost oh i guess that's what that is yeah they have uh, what's the luxury tax it's like 233 so they have like 29 29.98 million mil. uh tax space keep in mind there are still a bunch of players that are arbitration yeah. eligible that they that must projected numbers yeah sign so out of that 29 million keep in mind you got to pay uh those numbers were factored in they oh the was it who did the thread uh, used I just by oh the I see they use the yeah I see that now yes our values to factor in yeah I noticed that right away yeah. I was like checking uh, spot track to see if they were using the the rate values and yeah they were just kind of taking the I think the highest listed possible arb figures okay I'm gonna so say something that's gonna upset you okay I'm gonna big brain this oh boy what if the catcher that we trade is Danny Jansen. We say $3.7 million. Gabriel Mourinho makes 800000 next year. That's $3.7 mil right there. It's it's possible, yeah. With Merrifield at $8.8 million? I don't know about that. I don't know if, I don't know if he sticks around. That's a uh, lot of money. Yeah, Merrifield's... On Track, he's at 6.75 for payroll yep. salary. That's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. It's a guy who can play multiple positions. He's he's your backup center fielder right now. So yeah, but Kevin Biggio is also the backup. So and he's two point six million. Yeah, there's room. There's room to consider. I like uh, I like keeping Whitmerfield personally, but that's dollar. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But I mean, if you look at it, Alec Manoa eight hundred thou. God, that's criminal. Uh, Kevin yep. Gossman twenty one <laughs> mil. Brio fifteen point seven mil. Uh, you say Kikuchi 10 mil because obviously we front loaded the contract. He's already gotten paid a majority of the money. Mitch White at 800,000. There's zero friggin' chance he starts. He's the number five starter going to the season. We still have to wait to see. Maybe Ross Stripling comes back. If so, he's not going to be that expensive. Yeah. It's... But either way, we need another starter. Could it be Carlos Rodon? Yeah, I mean, Rodon would be great because he's a lefty. 
I think we'd win 100 games if we have Carlos Rodon in the rotation. I think I if we have Ross Stripling, it's 97. Uh, with this rotation, it's like 84, 85. I would love Carlos Rodon. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I, I would sub- too. I subscribe to this, this following. I and look at that, that pen, man. We we've invested yeah, money in the pen. I I feel better about it. <laughs> I would just like to. I would like to replace Trevor Richards with somebody, and mm-hmm. I would like to replace Trent Thornton with somebody. Yeah. And I think we could get, you know, some cost-effective relievers. I don't want to get somebody who's going to supplant Jordan Romano. I'm very satisfied with him as the closer. Eric Swanson as the eighth is good. Yeah, I think there's money to play with here. And I don't know that we have to make a big splash. Maybe you do uh, Ross Stripling for three years and $36 million and then just front load the contract. Yeah, um, it's possible. Uh, one thing that I just saw on Twitter is from Thomas Hall, 85, yesterday. He mm-hmm. posted, uh, It's this is the, the whole thread. It says, the Drew Hutchison trade remains one of the greatest moves in Blue Jays history. Here's oh, how God, that yes. trade tree looks following today's development as in the Teoscar trade. So back in 2016, the Jays trade Hutchison to Pittsburgh for Francisco Liriano, Reese McGuire, and Harold Ramirez. In 2017, the Jays trade Liriano to Houston for Nori Aoki and Teoscar Hernandez. Uh, in August 29th, uh, Aoki is released by the Jays. And then uh, after the 2018 season, Harold Ramirez was granted minor league free agency by the Blue Jays. He now plays for Tampa Bay. Um, Reese yeah. McGuire, 2022, traded to Chicago White Sox for Zach Collins, W. Um, Zach Collins was granted his free agency on November 10th. Uh, he was in the minor league system by another team. Uh, and then still in 2022, Teoscar Hernandez traded to Seattle for Eric Swanson and Adam Mako. So the... It's been six years since the initial trade, and that tree is still going. So the Blue Jays have traded Hutchison into Hernandez, Collins, and now Swanson and Mako. So it curious to see how that keeps developing over the years. <laughs> it's always fun. How, how do you feel? How do you feel right now? Like, let's say this, like they did not sign another pitcher, or they didn't sign another starter. They didn't <sighs> sign anybody. This is just this is yeah, who we have. It, yeah, I would be. I would be very nervous. I think the team would still be a playoff team. And that but that would that would be dependent on Jose Barrios reverting to his average season. Um if he's like he was last year, then I don't think the team I think they win 85 games and miss the playoffs if if he is not the Barrios that he needs to be. I'm not expecting him to win the Cy Young. We just need <clears throat> Barrios to be who he was every year of his career before 2021. Not That's wild it. on that bench either. Yeah, the bench, the bench, bench leaves something to be desired, um, for sure. I think you you got to trade a catcher. Yeah, and, and that I'm sure the team is looking at that. that. That seems to be the easiest way to improve your major league depth is by trading a catcher, whether it's for a starting outfielder or involved in a uh, another pitching trade of some sort. Like it's it's a catcher that's going to go. Um, What's it going to take to get Lars Newtbar out of St. Louis? I <laughs> don't think a bunch could, people one saying, for one would be stupid. I'm seeing people saying Jano for Newtbar straight up. Is, would you do that? <sighs> yes. <laughs> 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 I had to get over my emotional attachment to the greatest player of all time, Danny Jansen. But Can I be honest with you? I wouldn't do it. Do. I wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it I makes the team better. Um, Danny Jansen makes everybody around him better, especially his uh, battery mates. Yeah, I mean, I, you could argue the same thing about Hunter Kirk, though. He does, he yeah, just, but I just, just don't see it's an embarrassment. Well, I, I mean, you know, know what it is? Yeah. I, I just think Gabriel Mourinho is the odd man out. What else can you do? Yeah, it, it really depends he, if you want to keep keep the prospects and let him let him ride or you trade one of your or you keep both guys who have already proven that they are everyday major league players i Jansen say fuck Kirk. i say fuck it ride with the guys who already Stick established the who brought you. yeah i mean yeah it's it's that's the two schools of thought you either keep the guys you've got or you and, keep, and trade the new guy or you trade one of the guys that you that have proven that they're valuable already in the big leagues which kirk Kirk could really net us yeah. a lot. And I've seen, I saw an article, I can't remember if it was. I'd say he's the second most valuable player on the team. Alejandro wow. Kirk. Interesting. Uh, yes. I, I wouldn't put him that far, but. Non pitching, um, non pitching. Yeah, okay, non pitching. Yeah, sure. I'd say yeah, it'd be Vladdy and then Kirk. Yeah, that's. Uh, Kirk at $800,000 being yeah, an all star and value. a silver slugger and yeah. uh, one of the best framers. Yeah, just. Like, at a position where offense is at a premium, <laughs> you got to pay. Yeah, there's there's, there's not maybe, that many. There's maybe catchers. five catchers in baseball who are like dual threats. Like JT Real Muto is obviously the best offensive, defensive kind of catcher in baseball. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, like Kirky is up there for sure. When if you can hit close to 300 and and do a good job defensively, you're that's why he's yeah. an all star and a silver slugger. Obviously. But I mean, yeah, I think he's the, right. the best catcher in the American League. That's just my opinion. Wow, even though for Adley Rutschman? Yeah, oh, for sure. Adley wow. isn't quite developed yet. He still has time. He had the same amount of war as Julio Rodriguez in the in this past season, and Rodriguez won the Rookie of the Year. Not that I'm debating that he should have, but like it's it. He's no look. I like evaluated. Adley. I yeah. like Adley Ru- Rutschman a lot. If I were building a team right now today. And I had to pick a young catcher. I think I'd pick Adley Rushman over Kirk. Yeah. But right now, Kirk is definitely right now in this moment. I think he is more established than Rushman. I think Kirk has the most value out of anybody uh, who's like any non-pitcher on this roster, aside from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and and given the fact that we're only paying him $800,000 next year, which is the league minimum. Yeah, that's what Rutschman will make too. <laughs> that's nutty. That's yeah. nutty. It's the Can you imagine of... what teams would pay for uh, like a bona fide player like Kirk and only have to pay them 800000 <laughs> St. Yeah. Louis would gut their team. They that got their team. Uh, that definitely helps him and Moreno both being on league minimum salary definitely helps with their their value and the amount of control mm-hmm. that's left. Where whereas Jano is nearing the end of his arbitration eligibility. But um, I, I do. I so. would trade the guy that I would trade Moreno because he's kind of a mystery box. We haven't seen yeah. what he's capable yet, yeah. and maybe he's capable of more. That's why you yeah. deal him to an NL team. Let somebody let him be somebody else's problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair let enough. him terrorize no, I, the nl i know we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this pretty much every episode until something happens with these catchers because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 not inevitable but it kind of feels like it is it is uh, inevitable yeah it doesn't have to be but it, it is like it's 
statistically speaking, one of these guys is gone. Like, there's just in order to improve the overall depth of the team, you have to trade from your position of power, which for the Blue Jays is catcher. And that's that's all right. Not even debatable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that'll be it for us today. I think. Hey, any any last thoughts? No. You got my last thoughts. I got your last thought for another like 20 minutes as perfect as we needed to extend that a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll say one more thing <laughs> um, with regards. It's not if looking at uh, the starting pitching and I don't know what's going on with Ryu. I guess we have to just assume that he is not coming back at all. I, I, I don't trust Mitch White very much as a starter. He'd be a good swing man because looking at this uh, projected roster that we, again, I'm looking at that uh, that thing that uh, Twisted Logics, uh, Logic X on, uh, on Reddit did. Um, there's no swing man. There's no middle, there's no like long reliever on, in that group. I guess it's Trevor Richards or Trent Thornton, but is that the answer? If you just sign better starting pitchers, you don't need a long man. I agree with that. <laughs> I just I think Mitch White is also the odd man out if you look at all of this. And I, I'm also not willing to give up on Nate Pearson. Yeah, he's... And I don't know why Zach Pop is listed as uh, uh, MILB. I would put him in there over Trevor I mean, Richards or Trent. Yeah, uh, the Fangraphs roster projections has Pop in the bullpen, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could be inevitable that Yasfer Zulueta makes this team too. Maybe Trevor Richards and Trent Thornton are yeah, both look, out of a job anyway. You've got you've got the option there to have a fierce battle for the bullpen in spring training, and obviously that's that's what you want. You want guys knocking down the door. You've got Matt Gage still in this in the system as yeah, well. Yeah, right? I don't get it. Matt so, Gage was great last yeah, year. Look, he wasn't even on the playoff roster. That's this is this is the. The, the good thing to have is having internal candidates because obviously those guys, you don't have to sign them and you don't have to trade for them. So you've already got them. Lots of them are on, will be on league minimum deals. And the more players you can get contributing on league minimum deals, the more money you have to bring in another Springer or another Gosman. So it's, it's the, it's a good thing to have. Obviously you don't know with Pearson if he's going to be healthy enough. He did pitch down. I think it was in Venezuela or something in some winter ball. He's, his season has wrapped up now. He got like 33 innings in or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um, he's been kind of called back to Florida. He's not hurt or anything, um, but by all accounts, everything was, was successful for Nate down there pitching as a relief pitcher. So he could be a guy who can give you two innings, maybe even like a once through the order type of reliever if, 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 uh, if he's going well. So you need those, he could be your long man with strikeout potential, not just a eat innings kind of guy. So. And he's still young, young ish. Uh, yeah, Randy mid, Johnson mid didn't get cracking until he was almost 30. Yeah. Isn't it's, that true? Or did I make that shit? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now, but uh, I'm looking it up right now. I don't, I don't see why we don't. He was, why his we don't first do that. full season was his age. Uh, 20, it was 25. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But 25, he wasn't, yeah. he was an all-star when he was 26. And then he had two seasons of like, eh, he was okay. Yeah. And he was, that's 29 was money was in really his late thirties. And he pitched, he was 45. So yeah. Uh, the big unit was a big man. But I'm just saying, like, you never know with a player. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they're late bloomers. And maybe, I mean, Nate has had so many friggin' 
just back freak injuries. injuries. You, you can't, can't be mad at him the mono, about that. Like it's just, it's tough. I mean, unfortunately, it happens. He he is 26 now, um, as of August. But I mean, yeah, I, he's he's got one more shot, really. I think uh, this will be his last year before he's eligible for minor league free agency, if memory serves me correct. Uh, and and yeah, uh, yeah, it will be because he started in 2017. This will be his. This will be it. This will be it for him. Um, but yeah, like he he can. He could be an effective pitcher if 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 he can stay healthy. I mean, the strikeout numbers are there. We know that. It's just a matter of him staying on the on the mound and not hurting himself somehow or getting hurt. But yeah, hopefully, it, hopefully there's a good battle in spring training for uh, the bullpen. I hope that the starting lineup and the bench are largely predetermined before. We don't want to have another. We don't want to have another Greg Bird battling for a roster spot situation. <laughs> um, that's not how World Series teams are built. Uh, you need to have your your offense pretty much settled, in my opinion, going into spring training. You know, uh, I thought Gurley Guriel would be gone by now, and now that I look at it, I don't see how he is dispensable. At yeah, all. unless you're signing an outfielder and trading for another, it's yeah. I I was thinking that. Guriel over Teoscar would have been the bet, but obviously Teoscar is going to make more money this year than Guriel, so that was probably maybe the leading indicator or the leading factor into why he was the one that was traded instead. He'll do great in Seattle, I hope and he if does. he doesn't, then he doesn't. Yeah, we hope we wish nothing but the best for Teoscar. He's absolutely, yeah, he's going to miss him. Yeah, we'll miss him for sure. Uh, anyway, that'll be it for us today. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Website's the same, bfmdpodcast.com. You can listen to us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, feel free to send us any DMs or tweet at us with any topics you want us to talk about uh, over the off season. It's a long way to go still, like I said. Still four and a half months till opening day, another three months till spring training in mid-February. So we got a long way to go of the, the dead times in Major League Baseball, but hopefully the hot stove stays hot. But for Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We will see you next time. <laughs>